1: Official Jets podcast presented by WinBet Betting's a team sport bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen and the Mad backer Bart Scott here at One Jets Drive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Audi Performance Studio. We're joined from Florida, Florida I believe, is it correct. Oh, 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 yeah, Jay we, yeah, down we, there in Florida, We want to move. We want to <laughs> move
2: it too, 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 too specific. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I didn't want to move it too. No, specific. you can't say that. You know,
1: a recent home buyer. oh I uh, am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. That's
2: what I'm talking about. How's everything
3: going man, down buying there? A he- dudes? Buying a home is a headache, guys. Wait, till you have to decorate it. That's the problem. <laughs> that's what. That's
2: what I'm dealing dealing
3: with right now. You still wait for drapes? Man. You still
2: wait for drapes? <laughs> you, you, wait, you wait for drapes. Wait like, for everything. Like man, three months? Pieces. It's all coming from North Carolina too.
1: Hey, li- literally. uh Bart and I have been. Doing this content thing for a long time since he was a player, and you as well, dudes, but I think I started with Bart maybe around '09, shortly yeah, after he signed here. You always, when you had the kids and they were much younger, Halloween was a big deal in your house.
2: Oh, well, you know, like in my neighborhood, they have yeah. like this crazy a cul-de-sac where it would probably be like two, 3,000 kids and people drive from all over the world, I mean, all over uh, Jersey to go there. And like they, the, the fire department lights it up. It's one way in, but it's like a cul-de-sac that probably has 10 blocks within the cul-de-sac. And every, it's the most unique thing I've ever seen. Every single house has their doors open and the all homeowners are in full costume. Right. Like every single one, a lot of the kids, teachers are there. It's one of the most unique things I've ever seen before. I, I sometimes I have to take pictures to send people to say, Hey man, it's just normal. Like, and I think when you move in there, the cul-de-sac, they let you know that what's expected of you.
1: Go big or go home, dudes. I wouldn't be comfortable with, with that myself because I'd be asking everybody to take their shoes off. Well, no,
2: they don't come to the <laughs> door, but they but for they, they sure. be having they be having little parties though too. If you if you if you, if you if they know you know you you get to come in the house yeah. for a party get get slithered up. You know what I'm saying? You you it'd be cold out
1: there in these streets with these kids. You know what I'm saying? Parents be needing a little whiskey and honey. Yeah, that's right. You got to stay warm. All right, dudes. <laughs> Whiskey and honey probably would have gone well Sunday night for Jets fans, yep. celebrating a third consecutive win over the Giants. Wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. How much could that win pay off down the line?
3: Well, you got to look at this in totality, Bart, and EA. The Jets had lost seven consecutive games coming off the bye. So hmm. if you just look at the season in whole, right, it's all about checking off boxes, mm-hmm. right, being able to, like, Philly Get box rid of check. some of those records that are bad, right? Seven straight one. losses coming off the bye. No matter how ugly it was, you got the win. So you were able to check off that box, right? You lose Aaron Rodgers, right? I think three and three going into the bye, even with Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people would have t- taken that in a heartbeat. Now the Jets are four and three in the thick of this thing, right? And they have an opportunity in front of a home crowd in primetime, which the Jets have fared really well in primetime so far now. Remember they beat, the Bills on opening Monday night, right? Had a close down to the wire game versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now they get the Monday night game at home versus the LA Chargers who have struggled defensively letting passers pass the ball for a lot of yards. So mm. this is a great opportunity for the Jets to really solidify themselves as being a true contender in making a playoff run.
2: And, Sh- they, and these are the games that you have to win. So you like to to Doozal's point, Right, You talk about beating Philadelphia for the first time, check. Yep. You talk Never about winning, coming out of the bye, check. Is one that's still remaining. I know what you're we're talking we're about. We all know what check. you're talking about. <laughs> and that's the, that's the patch check. And then after that, if you get all those checks, yeah. I'm pretty confident that you're going to get the last check that we all want, and that's the 12-year drought of making it to the postseason, check. Right. So if they want, if they want to continue to check in the boxes, they got to make sure that they come out in games that they're going to be favored in. Now, I think, you know, looking at the lines so far early, I think they're minus three. So I think that, you know, they're they're not expected to win this game, but you know, going forward, playing the Falcons, playing the, the giants, I mean, not the giants, playing uh, you got the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders, Raiders up, right? Yep. You, and that's a team that's in disarray, but they're going to play spirited. Whenever you fire a coach, you always get a spirited effort, at least for the first couple of weeks before guys start, you know, packing that pod and saying, Hey man, I'm going to make sure I don't get injured. You know, so like the jets have great opportunities and it's all coming, you know, together at the right time. Now they have to be able to put in better performances because now they that they are going to be the favorite in some of these games, they're going to get the team's best because they're going to get excited to upset the Jets, mm. opposed to vice versa. The Jets are surprising and upsetting other teams.
1: All right, dudes, what do you make of what's happening up front along that offensive line? You got Connor McGovern goes down against the Giants. He's on injury reserve. You got Wes Schweitzer, who moved over, started at guard in that game because of injuries, moves over to center. He goes down. He's on injury reserve. You ended up finishing the game with your four-string center, a guy who was elevated from the practice squad on Saturday, and Xavier Newman, who shifted from guard to center. Um, Roger Saffold was added. It wasn't a trade acquisition, but here's a guy who's got familiarity with Keith Carter from their days together in Tennessee when they were rushing that football with big Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. But what do you make of the immediate challenge for the Jets up front?
3: Yeah, Bart, you know, this is all about continuity. When you're in in an influx of moving different offensive line pieces around, you don't have that continuity. Now, we'll see what happens this week. Joe Tippmann, uh, you know, Robert Saul has already come out and said he's a fast healer. We'll see if he'll be able to go. You get an extra day with it being a Monday night game. So that could be up for play, right? Dwayne Brown, you know, he's still on IR. Could he be hmm. healthy enough to potentially come back sooner rather than later, later, but fellas, can we just give some flowers to Xavier Newman? I don't mm-hmm. think, Bart, people understand how truly difficult uh, it was for what he did on Sunday, right? Having <laughs> never played the position, right? First snap is fumbled. The Giants get a recovery. The second uh, second snap, right, it goes almost over Zach Wilson's head, but beside that, there was no really snap infractions for the rest of the game. For God, guy that had never really played center before, we don't even know if he took center snaps during practice that week. Of course not. And for him to have the presence of mind at the end of the game, to look to his right, to spot the ball, and then know that the ref still has to touch the ball before you snap it to Zach, that way there's no penalties. I want to give flowers to Xavier Newman. I thought he did a heck of a job. He also had to black one of the best defensive tackles in all of football And Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence is a defensive tackle, and he's in the top five in pressures for defensive linemen not D tackles for defensive linemen in the nfl that's who he had to block not only snap the ball but he had to block this guy so want to give flowers to him but it's all about continuity right you hope joe Tippman is one healthy right because you don't want to put him out there before he's ready but i think xavier newman getting that experience and maybe this week working at center Hopefully the Jets will get some debt back. Saffold, I don't know if Roger Saffold will be ready. We did see Justin Pugh play straight off the couch for the New York (laughs) Giants. We'll see if that happens with Roger Saffold because, like you said, he has familiarity with the offensive line coach. And then also another veteran, Dennis Kelly, right? The Jets signed him a few weeks ago. Could he potentially get some burn? So it's all about, you know, understanding in the NFL. Players are going to get dinged up, right? And the next man up mentality. I know it's a cliche, but it's a true thing in the NFL. Man,
1: it's crazy what's happened in the Jets' offensive line over the past few years. Uh, where would you go in terms of center? Because Tipman started out here. Yeah. We happened during training camp, and he was like a second or third on the top chart. But yeah. he he started. He's been starting at guard. Would you keep Newman at center? I would keep Newman at center. I
2: think he didn't do anything that disqualifies him. If you give him an entire week to kind of figure things out, you know. I like Tittman at, at guard because it gives him an opportunity, you know, to be able to pull and get out of the perimeters him. and all that type of stuff. But also, man, like you just to talk about, you know, sometimes it's a gift and a curse, you know, you have all these guys coming in, but they can get healthy at the right time, right? Hmm. Just imagine Tittman comes back. He has tremendous experience played at a high level, right? And 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 if X, which is what they effectively calls them, can kind of get some experience and that solidifies that spot, but gives you depth to move pieces back around, but also Dwayne Brown maybe going to right tackle, right? And who knows if Mac Mitchell can play inside at guard? And that's 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 why it's important that you get guys and you bring guys in your. In your uh, program that has versatility, yeah, yeah. because in this league you got to be able—if you can you know—if you're an inside linebacker, you got to be able to play both inside linebacker spots and potentially be able to go, to sink down and sink front and be able to hold hold the bottom, you know, the, the outside. If you're a guy like um, Franklin Myers, if you can play defensive tackle, you got to be able to slide out and be able to play defensive end. Right, so you talk about the versatility, and that's a testament to Joe Douglas and and, and solid with their program building. And mm-hmm. um, you look at also, you know, I believe you know they probably have Lionel Collins on speed dial. I know people say that he's not ready to play yet, coming from that surgery. He'll be ready in a couple of weeks. You tell him you go get you you go get ready in the shadows. Right. We're gonna bring you in, and so maybe who knows? You can have a a a, a Dwayne Brown at right tackle, a Lionel Collins at right guard right? And then you can maybe have, you know, on the other side, you'll be whole with Beckton and Tomlinson. And then you can, they can battle it out for that center position. So because you have to play so many people so early and the Jets have handled adversity, you know, when you get to the middle of the season, you see other teams, they can't handle the adversity so quickly. You see San Francisco hasn't been able to handle the adversity just with Debo Samuel and, and, and Trent Williams. Like, they still have all pros and all stars all over the
1: place. They've lost three in a row. This is an awesome point.
2: So yeah. it's so it's, it's, a, it's a testament to the re- 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 resolve for all the players that they brought in and what they're made out of. And I love that you bring guys in that have faced adversity that's been cut because when they get these opportunities, they say, man, listen, I'll take whatever opportunity you give me. I don't get center. Okay.
1: Yeah. Resolve resilience. This team continues to overcome adversity. I don't care how ugly it's been, dudes. I mean, you got Thomas Morstead, who this guy predicted before the game that one of the punters is going to be the MVP of the game. And it t- ends up being Morstead, who had 11 punts, nearly averaged 50 yards a boot, had four down inside the 23, down inside the five-yard line. And then after the game, the guy... Was in tears because he was talking about how how great or how much he cares and how great an organization this is and the culture that is inside that locker room. Yeah, yeah. He talked
3: about how a few years ago that nobody wanted him and the Jets gave him an opportunity and he'll forever be thankful to the Jets. I was actually kind of mad when, you know, even the year that, you know, Brandon Mann was hurt, he came in that they let him go because I thought he pardoned punted at an elite level like he's been doing this year. So he's really solidified him and, and Greg DeLegge Zerline have solidified those specialist, you know, positions for the jets where it's kind of been in flux the last couple of years, they've been able to stabilize that. And, and Bart, we talked about this earlier, right? Like if you know that you have an opportunity to win the game or going to overtime and Greg Leg steps up, there's a good chance you're going to go to overtime and win the game because he's been pretty automatic and, you talk about field position battle, right? That's an underlying factor that yep. people that don't talk about this game enough, right? When you have a good defense, you want to win the field position battle. Point Case in point, Giants won the toss. If they were smart, they would have went on defense first, yeah. right? Because knowing what their offensive game plan was with Tommy DeVito, they decided to go on offense first. They throw three swing passes to the, lo- the right and lose a yard field position, right? Now the Jets have a short field. They're able to make a couple passes, get a Uh, a DPI and they're in field goal range for Greg Zerline to win the game. So the field position battle really helps when you have good specialists like Thomas Morstead and also Greg Zerline.
0: Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. Winbet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The Winbet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet's sports book or casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet's sports book. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager.
1: All right, so I didn't want to bury the lead. Obviously the trade deadline came and went the jets made one move about a week prior to the trade deadline, sending McCole Hardman back to the chiefs in essentially a pick swap. Can we talk about the wide receiver position? Because you talk to Garrett Wilson each yeah. week on your show, mm-hmm. big time dog guy gets it done seven catches a hundred yards. But how do you see the rest of the room working out here? Because the jets have expressed the interest, um, the optimism on Xavier Gibson when yep. they dealt Hardman back. Obviously Corey Davis, who I think uh, people uh, I don't know if they forget about it, but he was on this roster yeah, up until big, August, and then he and he, was he retired. A, he was a big player. Yeah. Guy. So so where do you what do you think of that room right now?
2: well you talk about Taylor who's a straight up burner yeah right so you need somebody always that can take the top off the defense because Lazard isn't that he's a, a more of a possession receiver um so in a guy that's tremendous on the, in the running game well, Xavier Gibson can be your gadget guy you give him some other things like jet sweeps like over routes anything that can get him in his hands where he can use those um you know those punt return type of skills. And then you know I, I look at Bromley, right? He he's up, and you look at Randall Cobb being down uh, last week. You know I think Bromley's going to get some opportunities here, and you know it gives you also opportunities with Bromley his size. And, and Taylor with his speed yeah. to be able to move Garrett Wilson inside where teams that are trying to double him and take him away can't really take him away when he's in the slot because you can't get your hands on him. And you send him in motion and be able to get those favorable matchups. So it's about how the pieces – sometimes the hole is greater than the sum of his parts, and I think the Jets can kind of do that using guys to do what they do well.
1: It's interesting. Brownlee, he made those contested catches throughout the summer and in the spring. And he made this roster, one of the undrafted free agents who made the roster, along with Xavier Gibson, Deuce.
3: Yeah, Brownlee, I I think he's going to get more opportunities. And I would not be surprised to see him and Xavier Gibson almost split those slot you know, receiver reps in half going forward, right? Because you want to see what you got with this influx of youth and, and young talent on your roster. Another thing, Bart, I think, you know, me and EA talked about this. Last week, I think it just to go more 12 personnel, even on third down. I, love I think Jeremy Rucker yep. and also Tyler Conklin can be a mismatch for a lot of linebackers in space. We've seen in that, that week, I believe it was week four versus the Kansas City Chiefs, right? How many times has Zach Wilson hit Tyler Conklin or Jeremy Rucker on a back shoulder fade, right? These guys can really get down the field. I think that Nathaniel Hackett can use that to his advantage, right? They do like the Jets do run a lot of 12 and 13 personnel, but I think they should run it to attack down the field, especially yeah. down the seams with the the, the two uh, tight ends, Jeremy Rucker and Tyler Conklin. I think this back half of the season, we should see more of those guys getting shots down the scenes. because you know this, Bart, when you're in that trail position, it's really hard. If there's a perfect pass on the back shoulder, it's really hard to defend that
2: especially if, if teams decide to say, man, they're running out of this personnel. And sometimes you can, you can put them opposite of each other, but you can put them on the same side of each other and create like that dominant side where you can double-double and work up to the to the linebackers and the safeties. And then you can split them and then split them out. I think Rutgers is athletic enough and fast enough to be able to split him out with that little cut split. And those are also, you know, cut splits where you can do those uh, tosses where he can crack down and really help out on the, on the run game as well. You know, so I think you should be able to be creative out of it. I like that person a lot. I think Rucker is really, you know, underestimated for his ability to be a receiver because he went to a college in which he had three first round draft picks and nobody got to see that part of his game. But we hear about it all the time. We know he has the speed and we know that he's sure handed.
1: What do you make of the trade deadline from a Jets perspective, dudes? Joe Douglas said he made multiple calls to multiple teams, had conversations. About multiple players at multiple positions. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's the thing about the trade deadline. When you're bringing somebody in, fellas, you got to bring somebody in that you know is going to fit the system, fit the locker room. Everything has to mesh well. I think Joe Douglas said it perfectly himself. Like, we could be a buyer, but there has to be sellers too. And it has to make sense for both sides. So, no, I know a lot of Jet fans were up in arms. Even me, I thought maybe there would be a potential move. We saw Ezra Cleveland. Get traded, I believe, for a six-round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just knowing all the injuries with the interior offensive line, that that potentially could be something that Joe Douglas looked at, and I'm sure he didn't make a call. But at the end of the day, maybe it just didn't make sense. Maybe Joe Tippmann is a lot healthier than a lot of us, you know, think he is, and he could potentially come back sooner rather than later. And then I know a lot of people were looking at the receiver position, Hunter Renfro with the the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe he did make a call, you know, because supposedly. Carl Lawson was potentially a guy that could potentially get traded, maybe a swap if the logistics worked with the Vegas Raiders, but that ultimately didn't happen. And Donovan Peoples-Jones ends up leaving Cleveland for a sixth round to go to Detroit. So I think Joe Douglas sat back with the staff, sat down with Robert Sala, and at the end of the day, it just didn't make sense, I guess, as far as compensation and what teams are willing to get for certain players. And, the you know, the, the Jets stayed pat, but they did sign Roger, Roger Saffold, and you would hope – in about two weeks that he's ready to go and ready to play and help provide depth for this offensive line.
1: I feel like we're going to say this every week after team starts one and three, but how big of a game is this specific one coming up? Jets, Chargers, Monday Night Football.
2: I mean, it's important because if you don't win the division, you have to keep pace, right? And you have an opportunity to climb up On you know you hope that Kansas City can play well and beat Miami for you. You're gonna have an opportunity to handle your business, you know yourself in in the upcoming weeks. But also, this is a AFC opponent this week as well. When you talk about tiebreakers being able to get into the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you talk about next week against the Raiders as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why the Raiders didn't want to trade because they were their opponent. And you know, you look at what happened out there with um, the Broncos. You know, it looks like they're trying to save their job because they feel confident that they've won three, and they feel like, oh well, maybe we're starting off slow. So why get rid of young talent? You know, mm-hmm. Sean Payton has a lot to try and back up because he talked a lot. <laughs> um, so maybe they didn't want to deal guys in that regard. But you have to understand that you know the dash for the cash is coming, and Joe Burrow looks like he's uh, getting back. Mm-hmm. So you know them and the mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens are going to be there. So you're saying if we don't win our division. Who do we have to compete with for those wild card spots? Mm-hmm. So you, you you know it comes down to tiebreakers in AFC. So you want to stack as many AFC games and, and wins on your uh, win column as you can.
1: On paper, this is an inviting target: the Chargers' defense. They've given up a ton of big plays in the back end. They've been better this year. You they- got to block them, though.
2: They yeah. got two of the best pass rushers
1: in football. So let's yeah. let's get into that right now. What do you think about the matchup at hand for the Jets offense versus the Chargers defense?
3: Yeah, like you said, Bart, first and foremost, it starts in the trenches, right? When you talk about Khalil Mack and also Joey Bosa mm-hmm. and to Oppo, too, who they drafted in the second round from SC. He's a nice piece that moves from inside the outside, too. And he's been a really good pass rusher for them as well. So we know the injuries that the Jets have sustained on the offensive line. So first and foremost, before you can attack downfield, Bart, you know this. You got to block them up front, right? You don't block them up front. You can't throw the ball down the field. So they're going to they're gonna have to be able to do that. And then we talked about it. The Chargers have been... Uh, extremely better in stopping the run this year. They were got awful last year, so you can't abandon the run, right? You still have Brees Hall in the backfield. One thing I would like for them to do is kind of like what the Chargers have done with Austin Eckler. Get Brees Hall involved Mm. in the passing game. We saw just last week him take a 50 50 yard check down. Just a simple check down. That's how special this kid is. You got to get him involved in the passing game. And then also, we know that Garrett Wilson's going to get a lot of attention it's going to come down to attacking down these seams against these linebackers, Murray and Kendricks. You got to attack them down the seam with these line, these tight ends that we have. We talked about that earlier, right? Jeremy Rucker Tyler Conklin, attack these linebackers in coverage because Kenneth Murray has struggled in coverage from the linebacker
1: position. It's easy for me to say mm-hmm. sitting in this very comfortable green chair, but to his point, Deuce's point about Hall, I don't think any defensive back in the league wants any part of Brees Hall.
2: No, he's, he's he's a lot bigger than people give him credit for. It. He's a stout, big back, and you know, but he has that electric speed. So he puts defenders on their heels because they don't know what to do. Like he he can run around you, but then he can run over you, right. and you know, they so so it puts him in a tough position. You know, I, I would like to see them, you know, maybe come back more with the pony package too, because I think it's opportunities mm. to be able to do double screens and middle screens. We saw uh, last week, you know, the the old middle screen. I haven't seen the old middle screen since. Um, I forgot the uh, the coordinator you guys had from Buffalo, you know, for a long time, Chan Gailey. Yes. And um, and, um with and, and Bilal, and Bilal Powell with, yeah. the, with the middle screen. I saw Jameer Gibbs take a middle screen where people were like, what is he doing? He ran out here and he ran all the way across the field. Yeah, I would like to see, you know, the middle screens kind of come out and the double screens and the wheel routes with, you know, the leading blocker, you know, because I think that's an opportunity to get Dalvin Cook in a comfortable place as well. That's a key point here
1: because Joe Douglas said that, both Carl Lawson and Dalvin Cook are going to be our valuable assets, and we're going to need them down the stretch. At, at, what's your thoughts, Deuce?
3: Well, we know this, Bart. Football's 100% injury rate, right? And there could be a game where you're going to have to lean on Dalvin Cook because, you know, Brees Hall maybe isn't 100%. We know with running backs, there's a lot of wear and tear on the body, and we're hopeful. That Brees Hall is, you know, healthy for the duration of the season, but there's times where you're gonna have to lean on backs. We just we, we saw last year, Brees Hall went down, and you know, you had to use Bam Knight, you had to use you no know, Michael Carter, you had to use Johnson too, Ty Johnson that mm-hmm. running back. So there's opportunities where Dalvin Cook could be called upon later on in the season. So you just hope that he stays in it. I know it's frustrating as a guy that's been a pro bowler, right? A guy that's had four straight years with over eleven hundred yards rushing not being able to get the carries to get warmed up in the game because we know it's a rhythm type thing, but you gotta be ready when your number's called, right? And Carl Lawson, right? We already saw Al Woods go down, right? Tenzel Smart's gonna get an opportunity. We know that they're deep at the defensive end position, but anytime somebody gets nicked up, Carl Lawson has to be ready to go. So again, I know it's frustrating when you're used to being the guy, but that's the NFL, right? There's ebbs and flows to this thing, Bart. And when your number's called, you better be ready to go out there and produce. Zach, you are
2: what you put on film. I mean, I I like to see them uh, maybe use Carl Lawson to get more creative, you know, with Al Woods being out and maybe do some of the things they do with Michael Parsons when you put him over a center and just Mm -hmm. see if he can use some type of quickness or some type of pass rushing moves, you know, either going left or right and being Mm -hmm. able to isolate himself on top, you know, you saw them would do that with Bryce Huff a couple of times, but if they're both off sides, kind of a NASCAR package to get him comfortable and get him in rhythm. Cause last year he did have seven sacks. Right. All right. So let's see if we can get him in rhythm. You know, it seems like he's struggling on the outside gets taller, bigger, you know, position players. Put him on the inside, put him in the phone booth and see if guys can deal with him.
1: Fellas, I love this matchup with this Jets defense that has been great against very good to elite quarterbacks, whether that be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts going against Just, Justin Herbert. What well, they're going to get challenged this yeah. week,
2: listen, listen, you know. Justin Herbert ain't going to be afraid to give his guy a chance because Sauce Gardner's on the other side. When you talk about that's Keenan Allen over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and Sauce better have his, his technique right because he's one of the most crafty route runners this game has to
1: offer. Who else should we be circling? I'd start with Ackler. Austin Eckler, right? <laughs>
3: Austin Eckler, yeah. if, if you look at this Jets team and you look at the history, Bart, you know this. When you have an aggressive D-line, what slows them down? Screen. Mm. Draw and screen. Austin Eckler is one of the best screen backs in all of football. It's crazy. The Jets week. have seemed to really struggle against stopping running back screen. So I know that it's being talked about in meetings, but you know this, Bart. We're out on that field, man. It's like dogs in the meat house, yep. right? You want to just get after the quarterback. You have to be smart. Austin Eck was probably going to get more targets than he gets rushing attempts this game. So you have to know the game plan going in. You just have to be smart. I'm not saying turn your aggression down when you rush, but if you get too easily, there's usually an issue about that. Turn turn around, retrace your steps. Defensive linemen are going to have to make plays on the screen uh, play this Monday night if the Jets want a chance to win this game.
2: Especially when he's blocking you because he he does a great job in blocking you and then really making you think you beat him and turn around. It's like a one man screen where yeah, they only a, get like, like a, one a, guard. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a screen, swing pass. Yeah. It's like a slip screen with like a, a one man, like in front, the, the center of the guard. And it's like really, he he last week, he was super successful on it twice and they do it really, really well. Uh, so the Jets gonna have to understand you have to retrace your steps um, always. And if you get your keys, three by one center and back step the same way you have to know, okay, that's a screen indicator. So you got to be able to take your football acumen up just a notch.
1: one of the best weapons in the national football, League, Eckler. Okay. So what makes Herbert unique as far as the way he operates in the pocket? I mean,
2: he's been struggling with his accuracy with this yep. um, finger, right? And what's going on with his finger. So he's typically very accurate quarterback. Um, much like um, Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence is a better runner. I'm surprised with his size and his speed and his athleticism. He doesn't run as much mm. as like you would mm. think, uh, like Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence. So that's a good thing because the Jets, once again, was struggling with Tyrod kind of getting out of the pocket, you know, so I think he he's just elite, one of the best guys in the game. And they're under tremendous pressure because they have high expectations, especially after getting the bag and, you know, Right now, it doesn't look like they're going to catch Kansas City, so they have to be eyeing the Jets as this is a team that we have to beat because we may have to see them, and we may have to be competing with them for the last couple spots in the
1: playoffs. You guys think they gained confidence last week beating a Bears team that was obviously down? Nah, you you get get the Bears.
3: Well, To me, (laughs) me, a a win always builds confidence, no matter who is against. You got to look at the week before, close game versus Dallas Cowboys, and the thing that has kind of plagued Justin Herbert is What does he do in the fourth quarter when they're down one Mm. score? I mean, an astounding stat, 13 interceptions since 2020 in the fourth quarter of one score games. Like, you don't want that connotation with you. And to Bart's point, this is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. This guy can make every throw, Bart. And you talked about how big he is, his athleticism. You would think he runs more, but he is one of the better quarterbacks throwing on the move, right? He does present that issue. And we've seen it from time to time, him scramble and get first downs. But he's a guy that's always looking downfield. He doesn't want to take off with the football. He wants to get his receivers, tight ends, and backs involved in this game. So if you're the Jets, this is a guy that can make every throw. You got to rattle him. It's not easy to do that because this guy never feels like he's out of a game with the arm talent he has. But the defensive line definitely has to come alive this game. And rattle Justin Herbert.
1: Give me a number. How many points the Jets got to score this week?
2: They got to score at least 28. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think because you think 28? You, I think, I think, I think if you hold this this Charger team to 21 points, that's a win. Right? So yeah. you, you better have, you know, I'm gonna say 28 in case they kick a late field goal, 24-28.
3: About- yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say the Jets have to score on offense at least 21 points. If you look at that Dallas team, they were able to hold them to 17. I think that could be the sweet spot for how this Jets defense is played. But you need at least 21 to 24 from this Jets offense this week.
1: All right, great job, fellas. Uh, The trade deadline came and went, and I decided that, hey, we got a good team, so no movement here. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight-talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto-pay discount. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,